Are your core values crystal clear or do they need a refresh? Stay tuned for a conversation about why core values are extra important in our new, much more virtual world. Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. Today, what I want to talk about is the importance of core values. And you're probably familiar with the core values conversation, how important they are. But I want to share with you ours. I also want to talk about how it can expand your freedom and your team's freedom, which I think is particularly important in our new, much more networked and working remotely world. So let's talk about what core values are, first of all. So core values are the things that everyone can default to, the things that how you know how to behave. They're actually really good core values are amazing coaches for situations where people wondering, what should I do in this situation? Your core values, if they're clearly articulated, and shared and posted and all those other good things, people go, oh, that's what I should do. If one of your core values is always take care of the customer or client first, then that's exactly what people will do. If you have a different core value, then they'll make a different decision based on that. And this is one of the areas of freedom. This is one of the reasons why you want to have really great, well-defined, aligned upon core values is because it frees you up from having to be the go-to person for making all the decisions. So when you have really great and again, well-articulated core values, it actually allows people to make decisions when you're not there. So if you aspire to what we aspire to at Coach all the time, which is to have a self-managing company, core values are an absolutely essential part of this process. I mean, then people know what to do when you're not there. And we're hoping that you choose not to be there, whether it to be for free days or some new expansion opportunity for your company. You know, if they're like, what should I do in this situation? What should I do in that situation? Oh, I don't know what to do here. Tell me what to do. You are stuck. You are not getting freed up. So again, if you have not engaged in this process, please do so. I just want to share an experience that we've had. So we've had as many as, I think it was 15 core values at one point, which by the way, is a lot. No one had them memorized. To my mind, the core values, as far as I'm concerned, we actually looked at doing a core values exercise. I'm like, isn't it obvious? <laughs> I had a total attitude about it. Well, it turns out it wasn't, especially to people who hadn't been there as long as I had. And with our work with EOS, which is Entrepreneurial Operating System, created by our great friend and client, Gina Wickman, we did a process where we simplified our core values. And then we just recently reorganized them, or at least my great colleague Kathy did, into a really easily remembered acronym, which is PAGE. We want, all want to be on the same page. So ours are P is positive and collaborative teamwork. A is alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful. G stands for growth and results, really focusing on that. And E is to always provide an excellent first-class experience. So if people have a question, it's like, should I be in teamwork this way and it's not positive and collaborative? The answer is no, you need to be positive and collaborative. If someone is wondering whether or not, you know, if they did something, whether or not it'd be okay, but it would provide a much better quality experience for our clients, the answer to that is always yes. Make people feel at home. Take their coat when they come into the workshop room when we could do that. You know, make sure that we just put people at ease. Never make people feel bad or wrong. Have a really classy environment. Doesn't matter if that's in person or on Zoom. So it really dictates how all of us behave. And it's kind of fabulous because when it gets into the bloodstream of everyone, it becomes your culture. 
it really does show up as being, this is how you treat clients. This is how you treat one another. And this is why you want to be conscious and intentional about it and simplify it down from 15 and not take it for granted like I was. You want to make it really, really explicit. So EOS has a great process. There's other processes as well. Tony Shea is brilliant. They've got 10 core values that he and the team created at Zappos. So really great companies with great cultures. If you can go back and you ask them what the core values are, almost always they can rhyme them off and tell you. And they'll give you examples of that. And one of the ways you want to put your core values into action is to both hire for core values. You want to coach people's growth on core values. You also, to really make sure that they are ingrained in your company culture, you need to be willing to fire on the core values as well. So if you're not willing to go, no, you're violating the core values, you don't belong here. If you're not willing to make that call, probably not a core value or you're too, how to put it nicely, too flexible, too wishy-washy on your core values. So you really do want to be, these are things you can own. These are the things you feel strongly about. This is not just a head conversation. This needs to be a heart conversation where you want to free yourself up. You want to be really, really confident that your team is taking action the way that you would not a radically different decision. They might do it in a different process or a different way, but you know that no matter what, this is what everyone is bought into and will adhere to this particular way of operating because it shapes behavior. I mean, core values is a set of your values and values determine what we will and won't do. So this is why it's so essential, especially during this time where a lot of people have been working more remotely because of the lockdown and working on Zoom. The strands that hold us together, some of the social cues that we would take from working in the same place in the same location, some of those aren't there anymore. So what people will default to when they're in the weeds of, you know, (laughs) their day-to-day work and all the complexity that that involves is really what your core values are. So it gives you more freedom. It also gives your team more freedom. And this is why you want to have this so ingrained. It also is how you will grow. You know, it's great because people can always grow in their positive and collaborative teamwork. A coach, we can always become more alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful. We can always grow and, you know, improve our results. And we can always expand what it looks like to provide an excellent first-class experience. That to me is not only confirming what our standards are, it actually gives a growth path which I think is exciting. I want to get better at all of those things. And I want to work with other people who also want to get better at those things. That's who I want to play in the sandbox with. And when someone doesn't do that, it's kind of weird and shocking. And it's like, okay, are you having a bad day or is this your normal? Because if it's your normal, this may not be the right home for you. This may not be the right work environment for you. So I think, you know, especially working remotely, these are sort of strands of connection that will hold people together when they're not physically together. So again, another reason why, you know, during the lockdown, if you haven't already, really work to figure out what your company's core values are. So one last quote I kind of want to throw at you, and this comes from Chris Voss, who's an amazing human being, incredible wisdom about conversations, about listening. And he was a top FBI hostage negotiator. If you've not read his book, Never Split the Difference, please run and buy it. Listen to the Audible. It's amazing. So much wisdom in there. But one of the points that he's made, the comment came out in a workshop, people rise to the occasion. And he said, actually, no, people don't rise to the occasion. They fall to their highest level of preparation. 
And part of the preparation for how your teamwork is going to go, how they behave, how responsible they are, goes back, I think, to core values. So if you have prepared your team for how to handle themselves in situations by being really clear on your standards, which are your core values, then I think you can be really, really confident about how people will show up. And it may be that they change. I know some people who revisit them fairly often, not a bad idea to refresh them occasionally, make sure that they're still true. As I said, we've simplified ours dramatically. I can't really imagine them changing, but who knows? (laughs) Never say never. But I find them very aspirational as well as, you know, a solid platform to stand on. So I hope this is clarified. If you've got really great core values and you feel really confident about them, I hope this has given you some more insight into just how useful they are and how important it is to bring them up regularly in conversation, to have them be part of people's growth plan meetings, to bring it up in your hiring conversation, and if appropriate, to let people know when their behavior is not in alignment with that. And that is actually grounds for firing. I think that is completely important and relevant thing to do. So again, you may have some more work to do with this, or you may just be patting yourself on the back. But again, it really does give you and your team a lot more freedom because people know what to do when you're not there. So I hope this conversation has been useful and inspiring for you. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Mm -hmm.